We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Very good. Well, if you were here this morning, you're going to hear some of this again. But do you read your Bible more than once? <laughs> Can't hurt then, can it? All right. Only be a good thing. But, uh, but, but we're going to land differently tonight, and I believe where we land tonight is what God wants to minister into you and through you, and so uh, my heart is that the Holy Spirit is going to move in our lives, amen, um, that, the, that we, we don't just serve um, Jesus, our King, but we, we honor God with our whole lives, and we, we accept and take in everything that, is in our, that He has for us, yeah? Awesome. Cool. So, Father, I pray again that you would come and minister, that you would come and move in our lives. The Holy Spirit, come and help me. Lord, articulate what I believe you want to say. And so, Lord, we give you all the glory. We honor you with our lives afresh. And we say, Lord, just come and move again. And we thank you, Jesus, that you died and you rose again on the cross. And we praise your name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to I want to base a lot of this as comes from uh, just some reading that I've been reading in Exodus chapter twelve, Exodus chapter twelve, and and it's around the, it's the last plague that hits Egypt. Is some of us who 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 know or been in church for a little while, we un, we understand that there was a, a time where the children of Israel were in Egypt, and we hear about this guy called Moses, and Moses sees a burning bush. Lord Lord talks to him through this burning bush, gives him a revelation, saying, "Hey, I'm calling you to go to Egypt and call you call my children out, take deliver my children out of Egypt," and and so Moses goes. Um, with with a little bit of hesitancy because of of his own inadequacies and and he's like doesn't know doesn't know what God has placed in him but he goes on a journey and he starts learning some of the stuff that God's placed in him. Does anyone relate to that? Yeah. Right when we when we move out when we go out and and do the things that God's calling us to do we learn stuff about ourselves and how God's empowered us to do stuff. All right, well, that's what I figured out anyway. <laughs> and so, so Moses goes on this journey, still a bit hesitant and all this, and, um, he's, and, but it gets to this last plague, and it's the plague of, that, that, the, the, that um, the, the angel of death is going to come over the place, and if the, if the lamb, if they haven't taken a lamb and, and slaughtered the lamb and put, put blood on the doorpost and the mantle, of, of, of their homes, and if they're not inside, then the plague is going to affect their life. It's going to affect their world. So that's where we're at right now. And so um, we're in the last plague. It's Exodus chapter 12. And I'm just going to read you some, some verses from Exodus chapter 12. Not all of them, because it'll be a long time. Uh, so verse 6, it says this, Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, then the whole assembly of the con- congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Sorry, I'm talking about this. We're talking about the lamb. They've chosen the lamb, and now they've got to keep little lamby in the house. <laughs> Anyone? They keep little lamby in the house, and on the 14th day, two weeks after looking after lamby. Right. You good? All right. 
So little lambies in the house. Has anyone had a pet? How long does it take you to get an attachment? Not that long. Not long. If it's a goldfish, probably a long time. But a little puppy comes in. Ah, oh, little kitten who cares. Um, anyway, um, this is, they've got this lamb in the house, and it's, it's, it's been in there for 14 days, and, and then they, they take it out, and they slaughter it, and the, the blood needs to be then painted uh, onto the, the doorpost and the mantle, right? And so let's keep going. This is, uh, for I will, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. So this is against all their livestock as well. Um, and he says, I am the Lord. Now, verse 13 says, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on, on, the, on, your, on the houses. Colored. Colored. If you're interpreting that as fine, it's beautiful, but I can hear you from here. Okay? Thank you, mate. Uh, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the place shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And so we're in this place where we've been given a command by God and, and to Moses, and Moses then goes, okay, this is what we have to do. And so let's keep on going down. And verse 22 says this, And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, uh, hyssop branches, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel. So this is Moses now giving the instruction to the children of Israel. Strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the of the door house of out of the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the doorposts, the Lord will pass over. The door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe the things as an ordinance for you and your sons. And it goes on. And so we've got this passage of scripture where God's been talking to Moses. Moses has got the instructions now. And 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 they, he, he goes and does it, and we get to read it in hindsight, we get to see what happens. But as I was reading this passage of scripture, just some things jumped out to me when it comes to obviously the Passover festival that, that is, has been created from this moment, but also when it comes to Easter. Because who's heard of John the Baptist? Yeah. John the Baptist, what did he say? What was his thing? He came shouting from the wilderness. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Many times in the Bible, we, we see that Jesus is called a Lamb of God. And it's the same with the Passover where they took a lamb, a, a perfect lamb. They would sacrifice it and the blood was put on the doorpost, the lintel. The same when Jesus was put on the cross, he paid the penalty. He paid the penalty and the price of mine and your sin. Is anyone thankful for that tonight? See, who, who, who thinks they're a good driver? All right, now ask the person next to you if you think if they think they're a good driver. <laughs> See, when, when you're driving, there's a whole lot of signs on the road, isn't there? A lot of signs. There's a number of signs that I try and pay attention to. 
like the ones that you come up to a corner and they'll say, they, you know, the little yellow arrows or the black arrows, and it'll say 75. And that's the recommended safe travel speed to go around that corner. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? You also know that you can go around that corner 20 k's higher than what it says, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> don't get me to take you to learn how to drive. Yeah, I know you. You've tested it. You've tried it out. I've tried it out. Stick to the speed limit, by the way. Stick to the signs. Uh, right now, around around the uh, around the peninsula. They're doing a whole lot of roadworks and, and for the, the cycle lane and all that all from, from all the way out to Portobello, which will be great when it's finished. But right now, there's a whole lot of signs, 30K. Why, 30K is great because no one gets killed at 30K when you hit them. <laughs> they they might, get, might get hurt, but it's, it's good. If it was 50K in a roadwork area, people would get killed. That's why in a residential area, 50K is the speed limit. I'm serious now. <laughs> open roads, no one's walking on the open, no. Um, but there's signs that tell us why, because it brings safety. It brings safety. I like even the signs right now, they're like cuddled in purple and they're ridden by a little child. It says, please slow down, my mum works here. Has anyone seen those signs? Or it's a different color, it's please slow down, my dad works here. It's just great. It's nice. But there's signs there to bring safety. And, and when we read that passage of Scripture, going back to verse 13, it says this, Now the blood shall be a sign. The blood shall be a sign. And so when it comes to this moment where the, 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 the darkness passes over the, uh, and, and sees the blood, there's a sign that, that, that whoever is inside the house is covered. Right, whoever's, because whoever's inside the house is covered. Whoever, we're, we're, here's, the, here's the thing is, when it comes to the blood, there's a sign for you, and it's a sign for the Lord. It's good. There's a sign for you, but it's a sign for the Lord as well, because he knows when you're covered. And, and, and when, when we live by, and we put ourselves in, in, in a humble state, because it takes humility to uh, to, to uh um, acknowledge and of the rules of the road, right? It, it takes humility to come under what God has called us into. Uh, you know, the Ten Commandments, good, good vows right there. Who wants to live in a good space of the Ten Commandments? I think it's a good place. I, I think we should honor one another, honor our mothers and our fathers, yeah? Uh, thou shalt not murder. Yeah, it's a good one, right? Uh, so, you know, I think when it comes to, there's a sign that God has for us. You know, there's signs all the way through the Bible. But are we choosing to come under those signs? In, in this case here, this is a good time to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not just sure about this one. Anyone had attitude before? I'll put my hand up. I've had attitude. I'm not sure about that one, God. But when it comes to this one, this is a pretty big one. I think I'll, I'll, I'll come under this one. And, but, but here's the thing is, when, when there's blood covering us, there'll also be something that shows in our life. And so we'll, we'll move on in a second. But I want to say the, the, the lamb's blood on the side of the doorpost led the people of Israel to a safe place. 
led the people of Israel into the safe place. The angel of death passed over. None of them who were inside the house were ever affected. But we read in the story that the rest, the firstborn of, 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 of all the Egyptians and the firstborn of all the livestock all died. But when, we, when they were un, they were, there was a sign that the Lord saw there was some humility and there was obedience, then the Lord passed over. So that's the first thing. I'm racing through these because I really want to get to the last one. The next one, it says this, and I'm just going to shoot this one out there just for fun because it's good. And it says, uh, and none of you shall go out of the door of this house until morning. I love the house. Who likes the house? I'm talking about church. You know, statistics are saying right now that people, that Christians, people who call themselves followers of Jesus, go to church once a month. Once a month. And, and I know I'm talking to the converted here because you're out on a Sunday night on Easter. And so I, I know it's not an issue here, but man, it went really quiet this morning. No, I'm just having <laughs> I even this morning, I was a little bit brave, and I said, man, if this is your first time in church this year and your second time's going to be at Christmas, what are you doing? Well, you're not living in the house. If you're not living in the house, where are you living? What are you being covered by? Where are the people that are loving you? Where are the people that are going to encourage you? Where are the people that are going to speak truth and life and hope into your life? And that's not a relational uh, uh, relationship with, the, with Christ. It's a religious relationship. And I, yeah, anyway, felt like I was allowed to vent this morning. It was all right. But here, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Why? Because it was a safe place. Uh, where, where do you find your safety? Do you find safety in the shadow of his wings? Do you find safety in the life of church? Here's the thing is you've probably, if you've been a Christian for a little while and you've gone to a number of churches, you've probably been disappointed or hurt. I have. I've been hurt a number of times. I've been offended. I've even probably thrown the toys out of the cot a few times as well myself. Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? Because we're still human. We're not perfect. If you think I'm perfect, just come and ask me at the end of the, I'll tell you, I'll show you I'm not perfect. But here's the thing is, neither is the person on your left, neither is the person on your right. But here's the thing is, we're all believing and walking in the grace of God. And in the grace of God, we do find our righteousness. And in our righteousness, we're trying to become more and more like Christ. And that's how we grow more and more in faith. And that's how we can be the church uh, that Christ is coming back for, learning how to deal with issues positively. Amen? Right, let's, that's, that's, one, that's the next one. Let's keep going. And none of you shall go out of the house. Come on, where are you at when it comes to church? I love it when, uh, when you're here. I really do. And it has nothing to do with trying to get numbers up. Because uh, do you know what? There's a few, few people that will come up to me and just say the right things at the right time. It's not that I'm insecure and it's not that I'm needing encouragement. But here's the thing is we all, like, we all get, get encouragement. We all get uh, championed on. But there's a few prophetic people that will just come up to me and say the right things at the right time. Let's, don't miss out on church. Why? Because church is what God's coming back for. Christ is coming back for the bride 
of Christ, which is his church, which is people, not buildings. Oh my goodness, don't get me started. Buildings. A hundred billion dollars to restore a building. Hmm. That's all right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's not important. <laughs> Tread, like, sad that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> if you want to share your view with me afterwards, go for it. <laughs> all right, let's get to number three. And this is really where I wanted to uh, launch from and then land uh, in the next few minutes. In this, in this command, in this instruction, uh, it says that they were to get some hyssop branches, dip it in the blood, and then paint it uh, on, the, on, on the doorpost. So on the doorpost and then on the lintel. I don't know about you, but I hate painting. Anyone like painting? Yeah, but that's because you've probably done a lot of it. But for me, I mean, I've done a bit of painting, but I put drop cloths down. I put masking tape down. I, I put all sorts down. I buy every tool that whatever works. I don't know how it happens, but I just get covered in paint. I get covered in paint. There's paint goes here. Paint goes, oh, we put drop cloths down, and yet there's, when I pull them up, there's still paint underneath the drop cloth. How does that happen? Uh, I've got uh, no idea. One thing I have learned, though, about painting is that when you dip your brush in the paint, you always just dab it off on one side of the paint tin. Now, and it's got why? Because then you don't get paint on the other side that your fingers are in, and then you don't get paint on your fingers. If you re- learn anything tonight at church, just learn, learn to dab your brush on one side of the tin. Anyone? Is there any painters who can confirm that that's a good technique? None? All right, leave it alone. Just don't write that down. If you wrote it down in your notes, scribble it out. But... Here's the thing is, I just paint goes everywhere, and 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 with, when it comes to this hyssop branch and the and the and the and the and the blood, it says this: it says to strike, strike the doorpost, and to strike the mantle. I, I don't know, but I, I, I mean, is there any expressionist artists out there? You know, the whole get the paint and whoosh. you know, I'd, anyone just want to do that? There's a number, just, just don't want to clean it up, do you? Yes. But when it says to, to get it and to strike it, I would say that there would be some, some residue that goes everywhere. I mean, I, I've been doing a little bit of research. I haven't researched it a heap, but, but you see, I've seen a lot of, po, uh, a lot of images of um, the doorposts and the mantle, and they've just got these nice little dots. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. But that's not what my, my Bible's saying. Maybe I've been wrong about it, but when it says to strike something, I'm thinking, are we going to smack this baby out of the park, right? When you play, play golf, it's not about what direction it goes. It's how hard you hit the ball. Yeah. I'm going to strike that thing. I'm going to hit it out of the park. Yeah. Sometimes it hits something and goes back that way. But, <laughs> but when you strike something, you, you dip it in and you're like, yeah. I reckon uh, that's what it's said to do. And if we put up, oh, they've done it already. But, you know, we just paint that baby and 
paint that side, I'm like thinking, man, if this is what's going to happen, I'm not going to put some little dot on the side. I'm going to make sure that God can see this mantle and he can see this doorpost. I'm going to make sure this is out. Like if it was highlighted color, I would have put highlighted or whatever. Sign, don't come here. We're covered. But we, we paint. We paint. Right? And I've read this and I heard this somewhere else before, but when we strike and we paint and the doorposts is the same action as like when we're painting the cross. Painting the doorposts and painting the cross. And I wonder tonight what, what, what we could come to at Easter time when it comes to the cross. If the cross can come up, that'd be great. See, we, 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 we don't live in Passover time anymore. Why? Because Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. That's why we don't need to slaughter uh, animals anymore. Jesus did that on the cross. That's why his blood paid the penalty of my sin, your sin, and now we've been set free. But he did so much more than that. And this is where I want to get to tonight is I wonder, you know, when it comes to painting, it's a great, anyone, who likes the resin colors? I think there's like a, a um, what is it called? Like geographical colors. Who's got Danny Verk? Or, you know, favorite color or something like that. Little places in New Zealand have named these colors. But I, I wonder when it comes to the blood of Christ, there, you know, yes, there's, there's, there's the blood of Christ that takes away the sin of the world, and, and that's a color. But I wonder tonight whether, you know, I wonder what other shades of blood or shades of red that, that Christ could have for you and for me tonight. Metaphorically, right, you can't tint the blood of Christ, right? But just go with me on this. And, and I wonder what, what could happen if we, you know, not just accepted our sin has been taken on the cross. Because that is a good thing. And if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I pray tonight that there'd be something that leaps in your spirit. says, I want to walk my life with Jesus. He took my sin on the cross. He paid my penalty. And I don't need to now. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm righteous in the Lord's sight, and which is a great thing. Who's, who's, who's righteous in God's sight? Yeah, Amen. But I wonder if we could go a little bit further and just go, you know what? This Easter, I'm not just going to apply the Passover. I'm not going to apply just the blood of Christ and who takes away the sin of the world. I'm going to paint. I'm just going to strike some other things on the cross tonight. I'm just going to believe for some other things that, could, that God has made a way for tonight. I'm going to believe that the cross doesn't just take my sin, but it takes this and it takes that. And it's going to break off this tonight. See, the chains are gone, right? We sing it in all the songs that we sing, and, and we, 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 we believe these things, but I, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just, you get into that place where you're just like, okay, I prayed, nothing happened, okay, and you know, you feel a little bit like Reese Darby in an awkward moment or something, or... <laughs> Steve Chavez, I don't know, or gig, or whatever. But I wonder what, what, we, could, what we could paint, and, uh, you know, if the music team can jump up, that would be great. Because we, will, 
we're going to do some painting tonight, and we're going to strike some things. I really wanted to, uh, I, I wasn't organized enough, but I really wanted to get some branches and smash some paint around. But I wonder what God could do in the few moments that we have left. What, what, what could you paint on the cross? This morning we talked about a few things. Maybe we could read some of the scriptures, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Maybe, maybe we can paint fellowship. Anyone lonely? Anyone feeling lonely? There's a world out there that feels lonely. But maybe we could paint on the cross this Easter. You know, there's fellowship. There's fellowship in the body of Christ. I went on and I read a number of scriptures about truth. From the truth sets us free. We could paint on the cross the truth. Maybe we could, we could paint on. He brings us near. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I feel far, far from God. Even though He's there, sometimes I feel far from God. And maybe tonight, if you're feeling far from God, it's just going, you know what? I'm just going to get this hyssop branch. I'm just going to paint. And as you paint, I know the love of God is going to come and move in your life. Forgiveness. Peace. We're cleansed. But I wanted to go another direction because I, I, I love Jesus and I really believe that He just didn't die on the cross so that we could be saved. That's controversial. But I believe that there was so much more that He, that he did on the cross for us. He, he made a way where there was no way, right? What was the first thing that happened when, when Jesus died on the cross? It says the curtain that separated man from the, from the glory of God was torn from top to bottom. It was like God just reached down and went, He's like, hey, well, through Christ, you've got access to this. And I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1 and do a little bit of painting. Is that all right? And if you want to, you can imagine yourself doing some painting. But I want to read this, and, and I just think it's amazing because in, in first, first Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says this, All praise to God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. That's a shade I want to start painting. Every single blessing in the heavenly realm. Wow, there's two people who got their paintbrushes out, yelling. <laughs> but could, could we believe for that? Yeah. Could we believe that we, we have now been made righteous in His sight, that He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm? It's like, whoa, God, this is amazing. You mean we can live with You? We can, we can coexist with You? We can live in the blessing of the heavenly realm? This is mind-blowing because as Christians, sometimes we just stop it. We're saved. 
Yes, we are saved, which is good, but I, I, I believe Jesus did so much more. We can live in every spiritual blessing. It goes on, maybe we, even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us. I don't know, again, similar to the other Scriptures, but maybe you could paint, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. I'm chosen by God. I'm called by God. I'm chosen. Um, it goes on. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. Anyone ever dealt with feeling good enough? Man, I'm preaching everything to myself tonight. I fall in every one of these categories. There's many times where I'm just like, I'm not worthy. I'm not inadequate. I'm not adequate enough. Here's the thing is, I've just come to the point where I'm okay to share that if it's going to encourage you. But I want to believe for you tonight. I want to believe that, you know what, you could just paint. Lord, I, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm worthy. I don't know how I'm doing this, Lord, but I'm just going to apply that, the blood of Jesus on that cross again. I'm just going to paint. I'm going to paint this shade tonight, a paint a shade of worthiness. Maybe you've struggled, just it goes on, it says, So we praise God, the glorious grace, and He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace. Maybe we could paint just a little bit of kindness and a little bit of grace. Maybe, because uh, when you can paint it, maybe you can give it, but also receive it. Let's keep going. That He purchased our freedom. Maybe we could paint a little bit of freedom. Is there an area that you're captive right now? Is there an area of bondage that the devil's got you wrapped up in? Or oh, the, the cross is a great place to just find freedom to just find freedom with the blood of his son and forgiveness of our sin maybe you are here tonight bound up in sin not feeling like there's a way out not feeling like you can go forward or you've, even if you've been a Christian for a long time and there's an area of your life that you just know is not surrendered to God why don't you get out the hyssop pipes Strike some mantle, strike cross, declare freedom, declare forgiveness. Goes on, verse 8, it says, He has showered His kindness on us. We already talked about kindness, along with all wisdom and understanding. Anyone want to get smarter? Wisdom and understanding is not going to get you smarter. It's going to get you wiser. And maybe we could paint a bit of wisdom. Maybe we could paint a little bit of understanding. Whatever it is, could we paint a shade of Christ's blood on the cross for whatever area we're believing for? I've got three more, four more, five more scriptures. I counted them out loud. Now, God has now revealed to us His mystery. mystery. Mis, mis, we'll, we'll, 
mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill His own good plan. And this, this is the plan. At the right time, He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Maybe tonight we could just say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to stand in some of your authority. I think for me, this is one of the greatest graces that I run after when it comes to God. When in Acts chapter 3, and I share this all the time, Peter and James, Peter and John were going to pray. Peter says to the beggars, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. It's the authority of God. It's the authority of God. I really believe God wants you to paint with authority. Not just, oh, well, it's God's will. It's God's plan. Understand all that language. But maybe it's God's plan to use you and use the authority that He's given in your life to reach people, to, uh, to see people healed goes on and says we have received an inheritance from God an inheritance from God God's got you covered last three scriptures and then we're going to pray and these are scriptures that I've shared a number of times but again in Ephesians if we drop down to verse 19 of chapter 1 It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that rose Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. that, That same power that conquered the grave lives in you, lives in me, lives in this world. That's what we can paint the cross with tonight. Not just with our own understanding, but our understanding of faith, understanding of believing Christ and believe in the power of God. Ephesians 3.20, we all know it because I get angry at people quoting it wrong. Now, all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or ever think. Maybe tonight we could paint the cross uh, with, with, with strike the cross with kind. You know what? I'm going to believe that, you, that your power lives in me. I'm going to believe that I can help and change my world for you, Jesus. Another, another scripture that we know well, because I just only know a few and I just use them all the time. For, for 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I don't know about you, but there's something that we've got to hit. And in the spirit realm of this anxiety or depression, and all, 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 people are suffering from a real thing, but it's a spiritual thing as well that we can hammer back in the spirit and we can paint on the cross. You know what, Lord, I'm not going to deal with anxiety anymore. I'm not going to deal with depression. I'm going to deal that I live with the power of love and I live with the with a, with a sound mind. And he's given me a spirit of all these things. So, see the blood on the doorpost was a sign. It was a sign. It was a sign for 
the Israelites was a sign from God, for God as well. The angel of death would pass over. See the cross now. Some of you probably may be sitting here. You might have a necklace with a cross. That's nice. It reminds you of what Jesus did. Some people have got tattoos. That's cool. Whatever. Whatever reminds you of who's living in you. But if you, I'm not saying you need to go out and get those things, by the way. What I am saying, though, is what is reminding you of all those things that Christ died for? He died for your sin, and He took the penalty of your sin on the cross. But He died for so much more. And that He left this world and He gave us all authority to go into this world baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when we live in this world now, we don't live with Jesus. We live with the Holy Spirit living in us. He is our hope. He is our future. He is our glory in Christ. But what tonight could you paint with? What tonight could you nail or paint on the cross again with the blood of Christ going, Lord, I'm going to step into this area. When we stand at our feet, we're just going to pray and we're going to finish. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.